Hey folks, so good to see you and so glad that you are here for this next installment in our series of Finishing Well, how we as people of faith can run the race that God has given us as best as we can with as much faithfulness as we can. Today we're going to be talking about leaving home, or in many ways leaving behind the familiar, whatever that looks like for us. We'll be joined by Chad and JC Lassiter. Many of you know them. Chad is a local insurance salesman, JC a local teacher, and they have quickly become an integral part of our life together as a church family. I'll be talking to them about what it was like for them to move to Tullahoma for work when it was a place that they knew no one, particularly coming from Georgia. We'll talk about how faith informed that decision, how they knew it was the right time to make a move, and how they knew that God was calling them to place down roots along the way. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's jump into the conversation. Thanks for being here. Grateful that you're joining us for this uh, Ending Well series and this conversation on how we as people of faith navigate times and seasons of saying goodbye. So today, you and I, we're talking about, as you know, leaving home and what that's Mm -hmm. like. So you all have actually not been Tennessee residents all that long, even though it feels like you've been here and been a part of our faith family for a while. So let's start there. Can you tell us just a little bit about life before Tennessee, what that was like for y'all? Yeah. Well, me growing up uh, in East Tennessee and then kind of living all around that, whether it be East, Middle, or West, and now back into Middle, um, I've been somewhat familiar, so it was always like coming back home for me. Um, But, I mean, JC, you... Yeah, I'm from the, the Lord's girls. country. That's that's Georgia. Yeah, um, I was born and raised in Georgia. Lived there my whole life. I've lived in different parts of Georgia, um, and so coming here was a very kind of more bigger deal for me because I was always thinking I'll just live in Georgia, just in different parts. And so when I married a man that was like, we're going to go to a place that loves orange, I was. It was different, very different. You had to cross the state line. Yes, and go north too. Right. Like the wrong direction. Yeah, it yeah. gets cold here. Right. So that was a that was a shock a little bit. But right. so yeah, but we met in South Georgia, mm-hmm. and that's where we started as a couple together. Yeah. And then came here from South Georgia. That's right. right. Yeah, um, leaving Tennessee and then going to Georgia, which you know I'm sure we'll talk into that about how yeah. you navigate through that. Um, but meeting and having our story start in South Georgia and to when you go to that place and it makes you feel like home initially, mm-hmm. right? And you grow up and you start your story there and you start, you know, your beginning, right? Uh, has been somewhat of a, a loving thing for us, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, it has been, you know, it was wonderful. We had community. We yes. had a church home. We had friends. We had all those things that you're looking for um, in a home or community. And then to think about, all right, what's it look like to leave that? Mm-hmm. Um, was truly something that we got to experience together. Yeah. And it was in. Well, so maybe let's start there. It, it sounds like you all had good roots early on in your marriage and were invested in community and things like that, maybe not looking to leave. So, mm-hmm. what was that first experience <laughs> like when you first felt change on the horizon? Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I was living there before him. I mm-hmm. had grown up in South Georgia. I moved to St. Simons Island. I was working there for five years with the church. So I was very, had a strong community, strong connections. And then everything started changing when he came in the picture, um, which is a good thing. Um, but we got married in 
March of 2019 mm -hmm. and then decided to leave that like January of 2020 mm -hmm. and then moved in the middle of 2020 in the middle of world pandemic within our first year of marriage. Yeah. So it was definitely a whole lot of change very fast and, and unforeseen. It, we knew it was our plan. We weren't going to stay there forever, but we didn't know how quick it was going to be changing. Yeah. And, you know, she had, like she said, she had already established, you know, a community for that herself me coming to a place of not being familiar with Georgia or not knowing anybody in St. Simons, spending some time in there longing for that and looking for that, and then finding JC and finding the community that she had already established and to be invited into that from the jump street of meeting her um, was truly a wonderful experience for me as well. Um, and so I kind of piggybacked right on what she had already started with that. And then from that, we get to grow into our own relationships um, from the people that uh, she initially started with. Yeah. So what was uh, the moment when you first maybe felt that tug or nudge to say, oh, maybe this isn't the place for us? How did you know to start considering making a change? You want me or you to go first on that? <laughs> I think we have two different versions. We do, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. 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 Okay, Which would, okay. Um, for me, it was probably around Christmas time um, with both deeply family-oriented, love our families. I'm super thankful to have incredible in-laws and that side of the family. But um, we were at Christmas time and we were going to see his family and it was an eight-hour drive in a different state. And his youngest brother was starting high school, who I adore, and we just were both like, we want to be a part of this. We want to be closer. We don't want our families to be so far. My family was about four hours away, which is an easy day drive, but this is a lot to do eight hours into on a Friday to come back Sunday because I worked on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So it made it really kind of complicated. So around Christmas time for me was that final push to be like, okay, like this is, we're going to have to do something. Yeah. Um, and for me with that, yeah, Seth was starting high school, who's my youngest brother. Um, and, I, and I had already missed so much growing up, moving from different places to places in the own state of Tennessee. And so I kind of wanted to be there for those last little bit. Um, and was very fortunate that we were able to do so. Um, but for me, I think it first started to change after I got married, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, before JC, I'd spent, you know, the single solo life of, you know, <laughs> if, this, if this job called me in Utah, like I was going, yeah. right? It's, um, if this job called me in Texas, I'm like, I've got no strings attached. I've mm -hmm. got no community. I've got nothing that I'm not afraid, that, I already, that I'm not afraid to leave behind that I hadn't already before. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was interesting for me of now being, you know, meeting JC, getting married. Um, I was like, man, I really don't want that life working um, in the job that I was working in, right? Mm -hmm. Or being away from home or things of that nature because I finally felt something that was, you know, that was stronger than that desire. Mm -hmm. And so looking to settle on a career um, that would allow me to do that, so allow the freedom and flexibility to have a family um, was a big sense for me. Uh, and so... Mm -hmm. So it sounds like it's interesting that for both of you, while it was perhaps different things, time with family, a career change that laid the groundwork for the future that you were envisioning, there was a sense of making a change or leaving home in order to gain mm -hmm. something, right? Mm -hmm. One of my uh, uh, favorite sort of thoughts or, or quotes on loss is from a leadership guy named Ron Heifetz who says, people don't fear change, they fear loss. Mm -hmm. Which is why they can become nervous around change. So if you had a vision for what you were gaining, was there a part of you that wrestled with what you were losing as you had to think about walking away from 
life in Georgia? Uh, I think for me, not so much as for her, it was probably different, right? Because it was a whole other dynamic mm -hmm. to that. Um, for me, there wasn't much fear of losing that because I had done it before, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, I think there's a new lens that it looks through um, with that because now that you got rooted into a community and now making that move, there was a change there mm -hmm. um, for sure that hadn't been in previous moves. Um, but not as much fear as I was thinking uh, it would be. I missed the beach, mm -hmm. right? That was going right. to be hard. <laughs> we don't have one of those, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. That was going to be hard to leave. Um, but other than that, it was not, not as much per se for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a lot heavier for yeah. me, for right. sure. Um, just because like I had moved away to college, but to Kennesaw, which was north of Atlanta, and I've been in that area, and I was going to a whole team of people. So, mm -hmm. and then once I graduated, I was going to St. Simons, which I had spent every summer there with my family, and I already knew the church that I was going to work for and had relationships there. So, this was kind of that first ever leaving to some place that I didn't know the name of another city. Mm -hmm. I mean, besides Knoxville, but, and I didn't know where anything was, what this was going to look like, and. I mean, our church that we were a part of there was unique and very different, and it was very similar to this church, which mm -hmm. is why we love this church, but that was a really big worry because my pastor at the time would tell us all the time, like, this church is not like every other church. This is unique and different, so don't take it for granted kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so when we were moving, that was something that was very nerve-wracking. I was like, okay, what if we don't find a place like this that doesn't value some of the things that I really value? Or we're going to a small town, which I grew up and I love, but what if we don't find people our age? Mm -hmm. You know, we lived on St. Simon's and it's a beach town. It was difficult sometimes to find people our age. This is a retirement community more so, right. but right. Um, but we did, we had people, we had a foundation there and to leave when we really hadn't even been married a year, you know, and we were both gonna change our jobs too. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of nervousness and one, what does it look like for me and you to be by ourselves in a place where we have no one else really to lean on besides phone calls? And what's it look like to change jobs and walk mm -hmm. into that mm -hmm. fearfulness? And also, you know, we're still learning each other. Mm -hmm. So what does this all look like? Um, and, and leaving, you know, this place of comfort and, and beauty in a place that I love. Um, yeah, it's a little intimidating. Yeah, that's a lot. I think to go off of that, some of that though, some of those foundational pieces had already been laid in place. Um, you know, Jay, who was the pastor at that old church, mm -hmm. I mean, he gave us great advice moving forward from our first year of marriage. I um, mean, even said, he's like, hey, you're eventually going to spread those wings and go, right? We mm -hmm. can't keep you here forever. Um, fly, fly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, to quote Shawshank Redemption, right? Some <laughs> birds aren't meant to be caged. Right. Um, and me and JC are both independent, mm -hmm. um, strong-willed uh, people mm -hmm. um, who have drives, right? Mm -hmm. And want to go be able to do those things. And so I'm we're thankful for those foundational pieces that were laid. Um, but I guess that's why it wasn't as nerve-wracking for me to go is because I felt like for the first time since moving to different places that I had foundational pieces to go off of or mm. not just, mm. you know, shooting from the hill, mm. I yeah. guess, per se. Mm. Yeah, and obviously we did the move, so it wasn't sure. that scary. You know, we did it, but sure. it definitely weighed a little heavier yeah. for me because sure. it was me, like, officially leaving my state that I'm very proud of, yeah. you know, and... Um, like I said, that ride up here, though, was interesting. The <laughs> first time we came here, it was cold. It was February, mm -hmm. and it was overcast and rainy. And we drove yeah. around the town, and we were in the car for eight hours. And I looked at Chad, and I said, 
please don't make me move here. Yeah. Quote JC. And then, yeah. but then the Lord showed up and the next day it was really sunny and the people driving us around took us to really pretty places. And I was like, oh, okay, this is right. pretty. Can, like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, are there other places, right? And the, there's some, some other parts of the story I want to get to, but I'm just curious, right, for folks who are either living through a change like this or maybe entering into a season where they have to leave home themselves. Uh, was there a moment or moments like the one you mentioned that helped you, right? In, in those times of doubt or hesitation or reservation that you saw God show up. Sounds like in, in a sunshiny day in February, which is a small miracle here sometimes, sure. right? Yeah. You've lived in a few Februaries here now. Yeah. Um, but what, what were those things that helped you cross over from this is an opportunity to this is the opportunity for us? Do you remember any of those? Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really good question because I think that is the most important, pe- most important piece of all of it, right, is God is not going to open doors that he doesn't want you to walk through, mm. right? Um, and it may look differently in different aspects and seasons of life, but some of those doors started opening as far as, hey, the job's going to work out in this area that we wanted. Hey, we're able to find a house to live in, yeah. um, <laughs> right? Which that was huge, right? Because you're moving nowhere. We don't have parents or friends or anything like that. You can't say, hey, can I come? Yeah. Can we live off mm-hmm. for a little bit? Well, and it was at the peak of the housing thing, too. Our realtor had to FaceTime us. Oh, that's right. Because mm-hmm. by the time for us yeah. to drive up here, they would sell. Wow. So it was, yeah, it was... And so a lot of those things started... the. A lot of those doors started to open. A lot of those things started to align. Um, and you were like, okay, you know, if this wasn't what we were supposed to do, then I really feel like God would shut some of these doors. If this wasn't the direction he was going to take us and our family, uh, then I really feel like he would slam those shut. Um, he never did. He just kept opening one. He's like, all right, you've prayed for this. I've opened this. Are you going to have the courage to walk through to the next one and really see this through? Um, and so that was, there's a lot of those signs along the way, for me anyway, um, that solidified, all right, we're making the right decision here. Yeah. How about for you? Oh, yeah, same. I mean, it was, you know, telling people and them thinking this is a great idea, you know, sharing it with bosses and them encouraging us to go, you know, and uh, telling friends and them being sad but being excited and, um, you know, realizing, like you said, these different doors were opening and it was like, okay, and behind, you know, secretly being like, if this door closes, then we're just going to stay. But yeah, we um, like you said, it was really cool to see all these different things happening in such a pretty quick order too, mm-hmm. that it wasn't slowing us down. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no like audible God being like, this is the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more of these are doors are opening and here's this path that you can choose to take. Like I'm opening it for you. And so, mm-hmm. um, we both prayed about it and we'd talk about it a lot and we're like, so yeah, this is, this is where we need to keep going forward. I think, you know, you touched on a point there about that audible. We wish so many times that we would have heard God been like, hey, we want you here or we want you to go somewhere else. So much easier. For it to be so much easier. Um, and, you know, as you learn in different seasons of life, that just doesn't happen, right? So that's where faith comes in. That's where stepping in and seeing his faithfulness and what he's promised step mm-hmm. in. Um, and so it was neat getting to see those along the way, not just for individuals, right, but getting to see it along the way for each other um, mm-hmm. and in marriage and, um, you know, a lot of those moments for mm-hmm. sure. Well, I think that's cool because you're sort of putting yourself in a place where you're allowing yourself to see God's faithfulness mm-hmm. by taking a step of faith mm-hmm. in sure. that same faithfulness, right? Or as God shows up in this one place, as you said, Chad, you, there is a decision for you. Am I going to be obedient? Mm. to walk forward. I asked for this. 
I received it, maybe even if I received it in a different way or at a different time than I was anticipating, now am I going to be obedient to go forward? No. And it sounds like, though, you keep going forward, you just keep getting to new opportunities for asking God to show up. Yeah. Sure. Right? So you, so you never really quit, uh, you never got to the end of the line, right? right? You just Basically. kept going. I don't, right. think, I don't think you do, though. Yeah, right. right. Um, I think that's something that you're going to, that he continues to do in our life now, right? Whether it be for different things or whatnot. And now that we're here, now that we're planted, right, there's several different things that we want to do uh, and that we want to accomplish um, while we're here. And some of those doors are continued to open, like right now mm-hmm. as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we get to walk through that together and mm-hmm. we get to base on making that move together and mm-hmm. seeing him show up there gives us confidence to know that, all right, he's going to show up again. He's going to open mm-hmm. those doors if that's the ones that we're meant to walk through and if this is meant to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool too with hindsight is like he's still answering those prayers that I prayed then like mm-hmm. tenfold now. Mm-hmm. Like they were answered, but he's answering them even in greater capacities than I could have thought of. Mm-hmm. And it's been so rewarding is not the right word, but just so encouraging, I guess, mm-hmm. and heartfelt to be like, okay, if he's still remembering those that I asked for and still growing that, what I'm asking for now, you know, the next mm-hmm. thing or whatever we're going through now, um, there's just builds that faith. Like you said, it keeps mm-hmm. kind of walking, mm-hmm. but it's just been really incredible. I mean, things such as last week, I even sat, I was like, this is so cool. I prayed about this like four years ago, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. it's just coming it's in such a better way than I could have even thought of then. So. Right, right. Well, and I think sometimes, I don't know if you all feel this way, that we talk here about how uh, at times we and God operate on different time scales. (laughs) (laughs) And so part of it is, in your case, right, we're having this conversation around endings, the leaving home or leaving a, a place that was a home to you all. Sometimes we think that when we pray for certain things or need God to show up, it's before we leave. And it sounds like God was doing that some, but God also is answering that prayer well after you've been here. Mm-hmm. Right? Who would have thought that that was the case? So I'm curious, thinking back, right, about that transition or that ending of, of before, during, and after leaving Georgia. What, uh, what did you learn about leaving home or having a, a good ending at home? What did that look like? Was it a good ending for you all as you left Georgia? Or were there things you learned about how you might, hopefully in a long, long time from now, but if you ever have to leave somewhere again, did you learn anything mm-hmm. in that? He looked at you first. Okay. <laughs> um, I le- like we left well. We have been back many, many times, and we'll continue to go back many, many times. I really want a plane, so I don't have to go back as long. Like eight hours go faster if we had a plane. Um, if only we lived somewhere that had access to, you know, airplanes and things like that. Right, I don't know where to go. Okay. Yeah. Clueless. Um, but yeah, it ended really well. Even in the time frame, it didn't end how I wanted it to because we were in the middle of pandemic. I mean. We moved in May of 2020, and they shut us down in March. So my church, our staff, we were having Zoom calls. I mean, I remember there being like, bye, JC. Like, Mm -hmm. she last meeting. And I'd been there for five years, Mm -hmm. you know. And to me, that was really hard because I wanted, I'm I'm more of an in-person person. And so it was really sad kind of in that aspect. But we did have close friends that, Um, we got to kind of see face-to-face and say goodbye to and kind of have that um, 
you know, bow on it. To they, we were all happy that we were leaving because we all knew it was going to be a really good step, and that we knew it was going to grow our marriage and grow us closer, and that God was, you know, providing a way. But it was still that bitterness of leaving. Um, but we knew that we were going to be coming back, and so, um, and we've been back to the church now post COVID. You know, everybody's running how it is, and so it's been really cool to go back and see everybody and go back to the place where we began. But like I said, for me, it ended well. Even though it didn't end in the way I wanted it to, um, it still ended really well. I think, you know, goodbyes are tough, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And life is such of, hey, I don't know if I'm going to get to see that person again. So if it's the last time that I do get to see them or hug them or whatnot, right, let them know that, hey, they care and they made an impact in Mm -hmm. your life. Um, And I think that's something that we both try to do with the people that were in our lives at that time. Let them know, like, hey, you were an impact on this. You helped shape me to where I have the courage enough to take this next step. We have the courage to take this next step. Um, and I think it's important to have those goodbyes. And I think it's important to let those people know that we're in your life to say, hey, this is what you did. I'm grateful for it. You've allowed me to have the courage to take this next step. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do. I think it ended well. I think that's important. I think that's what my advice would be to somebody who is doing that, right, is to let the people know that what the impact they made mm-hmm. um, with that. And I think courage is a great word. It reminds me in Joshua as they're transitioning from Moses' leadership to Joshua's leadership. God, multiple times, not once, not twice, but I think three times in Joshua 1, he has to go to Joshua and say, be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. For the Lord your God is with you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Before he ever takes that first step, really, into leadership and into this new promised land, was there a particular point or a particular area of this change that felt like you had to find some courage or some God-given courage? It sounds like certain parts, and this is maybe true for all of us, certain parts came naturally, mm-hmm. came more easily, and other parts perhaps required some courage, which is nothing more than action in the face of fear, right? Sure. Oh. Uh, but... Uh, what, did, what does that look like? What does holy courage look like for you all in your story? Holy courage, man. I could, you know, we could apply that to several different things. <laughs> um, but I guess with this topic uh, in particular on the moving side of it, um, whenever you do go to a new place, right? Whenever you feel like, hey, God, we've made this decision uh, together, I guess, um, and we're going to trust you in it and we're going to do that, to have the courage to stand by that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean, it, it's really tough when we first, well, when we first moved here, we had opportunities to go back to do things. People would call us and say, hey, would you mind leading this small group class mm-hmm. via Zoom because it's in the middle of the pandemic? And you have to say no. You're like, hey, we've made this change. We've made this decision to move to this area. We can't give it the time or the devotion that it needs to be because we're not there. And so not to be, have the courage to stand by that decision and not look back and try to be, not an extension, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, you don't have a clean cut. Mm-hmm. You're trying to still be there. And be in the same place at the same time. Yeah, which yeah. is hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they have you know, the courage to do that. See, mine's a little more tangible, I guess. Mine was telling my boss that I was mm-hmm. leaving. And it was my pastor also mm-hmm. that married us mm-hmm. and I had a very close relationship with. So that for me was difficult. He was my mentor and I had known him since I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. And I'd never left a job before. Jobs just ran out, you know, mm-hmm. like 
those kind of seasonal jobs and sure. things like that. So I never had to go and be like, I'm leaving, you know? <laughs> yes. So that was, and I knew it was going to be difficult because we had such a great relationship. And um, just in the position that I was in, we had just transitioned to something new and, you know, it was starting, but then the pandemic happened. So everything was jumbled and everything was kind of up in the air. And so I felt guilty for adding another component to that was me leaving mm-hmm. um, and just telling him that we were leaving. And so I remember very sadly, you know, in that moment of being like, okay, be a big girl, call mm-hmm. him and it's okay. People do this all the time. And mm-hmm. so that was probably my no- most nervous needing that courage was to, you know, tell them I am leaving this job and this community and you guys you know, to grow my family, mm-hmm. and which they met with love and grace and excited for us, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was still that fear of them being angry and then burning a relationship and burning a bridge, you know? Mm-hmm. That fear mm-hmm. was there. Because anytime you leave, that can, is always mm-hmm. potential that could happen. Mm-hmm. And back to that, since what we were talking a little bit ago about loss, um, even when they meet, meet you in that with grace and support, there's also that recognition that while the relationship will continue, which is a huge relief, mm-hmm. it'll be different, Yeah. right? And so there is a, a change to it, that things will be different. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's a challenge for us. One of the things that stands out to me, I, I don't know if you all feel this way or live through this experience, is that I think a lot of times today, we live in a world that wants to tell us that if something is good or a decision is right, or if we have a certain skill or capacity, then life will be easy. Things will be easy for us. But it sounds like for you all that this ended up being a good decision. You felt God's call in it beforehand. You felt God show up as the move was happening. You've felt God show up since the move has taken place. But that doesn't mean it's been easy. Amen. (laughs) Is that fair? Is that fair? fair, Very fair. Fair to say? Yeah. Uh, So... What what do you take away from that or what do you sense from that about perhaps our capacity or our comfort with hard things and following God into hard places or doing hard things in response to God's call mm-hmm. uh, in that process? Because it sounds like this was a great decision but a hard decision. How do those live together for y'all? Hmm. Living in tension is such a, you know, a common theme, um, right, with, with things. Um, but I feel like I would say in that is, oh, man, I just lost my train of thought with that, and I had a really good thing, too, going. Um, God, yeah, there we go, bingo. <laughs> it came back around. It came back, right back around. You know, yeah, the decision, and I, we felt like that was going to be easy, mm-hmm. but God did not promise, hey, once you make it, right, Mm-hmm. There's going to be consequences, whether that's good or bad. He didn't promise it's going to be an easy fix um, or it's going to be an easy decision. And so to have you know, that courage to say, all right, even though it's not, we know it's not easy, and mm-hmm. it hasn't been, mm-hmm. right? We looked for a year and months for a church family and couldn't find one, yeah. mm-hmm. but continue to pray, all right, God's going to show up. He's going to provide one. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have friends, right? <laughs> we came. I know it's hard to thank me and JC not you know, having friends, but we didn't. We just had chickens. We just had, <laughs> not even chickens at the time. We just had. Oh, yeah, the dogs. Yeah, we just had us. And, you know, we Poor moved child. in the summer, right? Yeah. And so JC was not, um, she was not working, so she didn't have any adult interaction. She just mm. had the dogs. I was with people all day. And so when I come home, 
right? She's like, hey, I need someone to talk to. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired of talking to people. <laughs> yeah. um, and so you have to grow in that. Um, but it's been fantastic to even now, not even on our own time, right, on his time, um, but to see him still answer those prayers of, I told you it hasn't been easy, but here's help along the way. We found King's Cross a time later, and we found good community and friends a time later, and now couldn't picture life any different. Yeah. So. I don't know, I just think that, like you said, that tension of it's the right choice, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm a mindset person. It's kind of making the decision. Once the decision is made, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, And I know it's not gonna necessarily be easy, but I'm not going back. I am forward, it's 100%. It's that struggle and animosity kind of before, so when obstacles and things came up, I, to me, I was like, that's just part of it. Um, and just having that mindset of knowing, like it's that quote, like nothing that's easy is worth going after. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? I don't know the quote, so I'm assuming yes. Oh yeah. Sounds great. Maybe, yeah. It sounds yeah. like a real quote. It's yeah, a Jason Lasseter quote. quote. Yeah. I know, yeah. oh well. But you know, that whole concept of if something's worth it, you have to work for it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we knew that this move was not gonna be roses and sunshine the whole time, but we knew we had each other and we knew that God was leading us and so that we were gonna move forward in that, whatever that looked like, and whatever kind of speed bumps that we hit, we would just walk through that together and kind of figure out what that looked like and the different capacities. But we knew that we weren't gonna crumble. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for me, that was kind of the foundation of it was us, was knowing that, okay, we both are agreeing for this. I'm moving forward with him. I know he's solid. I know God's solid. And so we're gonna keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's not everybody's mindset, but for me, that's kind of how I mm-hmm. went through it. And I really think there hasn't been, not that I can think of in my mind right now, we've never had that moment of, man, this, is, this was the wrong decision. Mm. We've never, never had, that, we've never had mm-hmm. that moment where we look back and like, man, this is just, this is just too hard, we'll go back. Mm-hmm. It hasn't mm-hmm. been that. Um, like I said, we're very strong with people. Um, and so that's kind of been that shared marriage mindset of, hey, if I've got JC and she's got me, mm-hmm. it's really, well, and we got God, right? Can't mm-hmm. throw that out. But that's really all we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've lived that since. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like I'm, I'm curious in y'all's perspective, right? Having made a difficult move mm-hmm. and navigated complexity and challenge along the way. We haven't even touched, I'm sure, on all the layers of it, but from a pandemic to a new state to a community that you didn't have direct connection to, all sorts of things, plus just... Um, a pandemic and life and change and new jobs and all just the normal stuff on sure. top yeah. of the, the added stuff that having done that, uh, you still can come out the other side saying, yes, this was the right thing for us. So two pieces or components of that, I, what I heard you say was that um, both trust and unity mm-hmm. were some essential ingredients in that for you all. Trust in who God was trust in each other, and then a sense of unity between the two of you, in this case, of what you felt like God was calling you to do. Not knowing how God was gonna show up, not knowing when and where, and even the why, or any of those components, but that sense of trust and unity. I'm curious, would you, looking back, identify any other essential ingredients, at least beyond trust and unity, what else made um, a hard journey like this possible and fruitful for y'all? Communication. Mm. I think, you know, and that's not something we're 
great at. We talk a lot, which is great, but sometimes, um, you know, you don't get to the things that are really bothering you or you don't get to the things that are really maybe scary because sometimes that's hard for us to talk about our things that are scary because we both want to be supportive for the other. And especially in this move, you know, once the mind was made, we were going forward, but that didn't mean times weren't nervous or scary or intimidating. And so being able to communicate those in a way that's not saying, I'm not wanting to go back. I'm wanting to explain how I feel this way and I need you to tell me it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, so I th- and we grew a lot in that aspect, too, of me saying, like, I miss my friends. I'm not sad that I did this with you. I just still miss my friends, mm-hmm. you know? And being able to communicate and talk to each other about how we were feeling and some of that mixed emotions because, you know, excited about a new house but sad about, you know, not having our old place that we were together mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So I would really say for me the communication to be able to talk things through um, was a really big part of that too, mm-hmm. to help me even kind of heal from the sadness mm-hmm. of leaving and getting and being able to be in a space to kind of get our roots settled here. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if I can beat that. That's a pretty good answer. No, well, you don't have to. But. Yeah. <laughs> not, that I'm, not that we're competitive. <laughs> um, I think for me, one of those components is going to go back to either bravery or courage, mm-hmm. right? Just to know that, hey, I'm capable and can do this, right? Um, whether that's bravery with a suit of armor or whether that's bravery and vulnerability and communication mm-hmm. and openness. Um, they both look the same in that and continue to have that mindset going forward and being courageous enough to say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going for, we're, we are going forward with this. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, too, I heard you say with a vulnerability that in order to leave well, there had to be some space for grief. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that that wasn't mutually exclusive either. That just because you were grieving didn't mean you also couldn't be excited. Yeah. Or just because you were missing something didn't mean you also couldn't be looking forward to something at the same time. Back to another place of tension, right? As their complexity yeah. as the people of God doing that. Was there, for y'all, um, yeah, what did, what did good grief look like for you in this kind of ending? Mm. I know what we grieved the most on a superficial level was the food. Food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. Uh, yeah, you know, going from a place that where every corner you looked, right, there were options and you were on the beach, right, so there was seafood galore. And we're talking like, you know, shrimp right out of the ocean for that night, fresh seafood. Right. Uh, and so that, yeah, superficial level <laughs> yeah. for sure was yeah. food. I love that you said it too, that yeah. you knew. I was thinking it too. Oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> still, it's still a tender spot. Right? It is. Yeah. When we yes. go back, yeah. we're like, oh, this yeah. is great. And you have so many options. You're like, I don't even know what to pick now. I'm right. used to having like three. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I've got 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I know I got sidetracked talking yeah. about the food. I Grieving well. Grieving well. Yeah, we're back. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Mike, there we had a, mi- a men's ministry, and I got close with some of those guys, and they're like Michael Christensen and Davey Covey and some of those yeah. guys who um, I really was going to miss, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because they helped me kind of um, not necessarily come out of my shell, per se, but they were pieces of, hey, I can call, and we went through, th- through some things together. I could call and ask for advice and things of that nature. Um, and so I was going to miss those guys because, you know, those were people who first poured into me and sought me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I knew that, hey, you know, I'm capable of, of doing this. Uh, and I missed them, sure, right? But life, uh, it sounds weird, I guess, but you know, life goes on. 
I'm thankful for those guys. I'm thankful that I can still send them a text message and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about you. Right? hope all's going well and we can catch up for that minute. Um, but that they were, you know, going back to them making that impact. Uh, I let them know before I left, like, hey, I appreciate you and my time here. Um, and thank you for allowing me to be able to have those uh, building blocks to go forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, it was definitely the relationships, you know, and like I had been there for so long. My roommate still lived there when I left, um, who I had become best friends with. And uh, the flower girl at my wedding, I was sad. I was like, I'm not going to be able to go watch her, you know, compete mm -hmm. in high school track that I got to kind of show her a little mm -hmm. bit of. And, um, you know, just different things. Like, and I was a college director at the time of campus ministry, and we were, you know, at the cusp of doing, like, really big things and having to walk away from that. And, um, you know, I'd worked really hard to get to that point and, um, you know, realizing if I was going to change careers, I was going to walk away from that. And, I mean, mm -hmm. I did extra school for that. It's mm -hmm. just a lot of, it was like, oh, man, now that degree doesn't really hold a candle. Right. It's just paper in my yeah. room. Um, but... You know, I realized like God had still used that and given me those people and those relationships, um, and I could still grow those. You know, I, I FaceTime people, we talk. I went down there a few weeks ago and got to surprise um, one of, like I said, the one of the flower girls at my wedding, which is great, and still having a relationship with them. So, um, you know, having that opportunity to say goodbye, but to be able to continue those relationships and for them to know too that this is to model what a good goodbye looks like. Mm -hmm. That was something that was I was really wanting to do, especially for some of my college students, knowing like that would be in their life coming up soon. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really cool thing that I got to, I, my pastor told me, you know, as a mentor when I told him I was leaving, he's like, this is a great opportunity. And that was something that was cool that I had mm -hmm. not thought of on my own, but being able to model that and kind of show that was a really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing when we, as people of faith and guy, invite God into the story, the sort of limitless opportunities for growth and for learning. And I, you know, I was struck by really both of you saying this, that part of grieving well is making space for the truth, which is the truth of the sadness, the truth of the impact that people have made in our lives. But I think a lot of times out of defensiveness or fear, we're just wanting to protect ourselves from the rawness of the sadness. We sort of hem, hem in that truth, right, of what is being lost or the sadness that's involved. But it sounds like for you all, making space for the truth, making space for honest conversation, making space for honest grief and naming what was being lost really is what helped you do it well. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. I, yeah. I really couldn't imagine it being any other way, right? Because, I mean, mm -hmm. how, would it, how would it look like if you never told those people that, right? How would it look like if you, it was not necessarily never been closure, right? But there could always be those lingering things and, well, it was just uh, honest conversation is always best conversation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thinking about learning, um, I'm a big believer in the fact that in most experiences or in most encounters with God or in most of our time spent in scripture, God is always interested in teaching us, but teaching us something about who we are, who God is, or the world in which we live. So as we begin to wrap up our conversation, I'm curious, a kind of two-part question, going through this journey of saying goodbye, which is in some ways now behind you and still in some ways unfolding 
in front of you, still continuing. Mm -hmm. What is something that you've learned about yourself in doing this, and what's something you've learned about God through this process? You or me? I know half of mine. I don't know both. You know. They go back and forth, right? You can yeah, yeah. yeah. About that. We can have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I've learned, you know, about God is just how loving He is, um, and a lot of it's kind of been on the back end. I, you know, you know He's going to be there, and like I said, we didn't hear anything audible, so it was just that, ta- that mm-hmm. taking that step, being trusting and walking forward. But like I said, you know, even as a week ago, realizing He is still answering those prayers that I asked for so long ago, that were pretty specific, and seeing it continue to grow has just been like, you care so much, and. I think that's something that we always want to know, and I think we always do know, but to see it to that extent, it's just really humbling and just really like, God, you really do care. You care about these little things that I'm asking for, and you continue to answer them, even when you have, like you have answered them, but you didn't stop. Like you kept going, and that you you really do care about us and love us. Um, Yeah, God's faithfulness for sure, I have learned, right? You see those answered prayers, um, again, not on my time frame or not how I thought it was going to happen, um, but that he is going to show up, right? Now, do I have the patience enough to sit there and wait for him to show up or actively, you know, secret or whatever, um, but really have seen him show up and be faithful and his promises fulfilled and are still doing so to this day, right? Mm-hmm. Again, different aspects and different scenarios, um, but it's encouraging moving forward, knowing that, hey, I've seen you do this before, mm-hmm. right? And I'll, I'm sure you'll do it again. I have no doubt. Um, what I've learned about myself from a good goodbye and now leaving, I'm, Scott, I'm really not scared of much, <laughs> right? It's uh, you know, picking up and moving again has been, uh, it's been something to learn from for sure. Um, but I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not scared to do that. I'm not scared to follow into something that I feel God is pulling me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, uh, I might take a little push, right? I need some, hey, give me some more solidifications, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, with Gideon, I guess. Keep showing me these yeah. things. Some confirmation. Yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah. And I'll yeah. keep moving forward. Um, but I, I truly feel like if I feel like God's telling me to do something, I, I'm going to have the courage to act on it. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like that's gotten easier because of this process that you can see that having, yeah having gone yeah. through this sure because you know, I've, I've seen right. him do it yeah. right I, I mean I, I know that he's going to do it now you know I wish him and my timeline would get aligned up right <laughs> right right uh, but, you know that's on him right it's going to synchronize yeah. right, right. With the plan yeah. um, but yeah I think that is going to continue to give me confidence as well even like you said you know, we've seen things that last week that we prayed for continue to unfold and show up mm-hmm. and that him keeps saying, all right, I've promised you these things. Here they are. And you're like, mm-hmm. finally. Um, but, yeah, it gives me confidence moving forward in that for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think for myself um, that I'm really capable. Um, yeah, you are. You know, and I mean, it just, it's intimidating to... Like I said, to do all these things and to go and as a new wife and now in a new profession and a new state, it was all very much like, okay. And he had connections in his job he was going into. He had, you know, background. He had people that he knew and 
got kind of entrenched pretty quick, and I didn't. Uh, that was not mine at all, so I just kind of threw myself in there and, um, you know, feel like we've done really well. And so mm -hmm. just knowing that, that the courageous thing in that is like, okay, we can, mm -hmm. we can make this happen, we can do this. And, um, and two, learned a lot as a couple, you know, or really got to learn to lean on him and to be very vulnerable, which is not something I enjoy to be. Mm -hmm. And um, I think was a big part in our marriage that helped a lot was being honest and learning to communicate those feelings that, you know, not wanting to go back or not wanting to be sad, but naming those to process through it and move through it. So definitely, you know, grew together as a couple, mm -hmm. you know, in our trust for each other and our love for each mm -hmm. other. And, you know, you had said earlier, right, that we hope it's not for a long time, mm -hmm. right, from now, but if God did open something like that up again mm -hmm. and we felt like, hey, we're called to go do this. Let's go. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> you know, after going through it, you mm -hmm. know, versus this, as a single person and now as a married man mm -hmm. um, and a husband, um, I for sure, like as long as I've got God and JC, right? Mm -hmm. And we're going somewhere brand new, you know, let's, let's rodeo. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. We can do this. Back to that trust and that unity, right? Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, Because yeah. I trust that JC's going to have my back. I trust yep. JC with my vulnerability and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that we're unified on following what we feel led and called to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the recipe, you know, for the success. Yeah. That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I, I love the idea that you talk about, and I, I suspect that this will be a, a common theme in a lot of our conversations that we have around this topic of finishing well, is that uh, stepping into an ending as a person of faith, particularly an ending that we feel like God has called us to or God is walking with us in, it is probably guaranteed to create an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for learning. Sure. And it sounds like the decision, what I hear from you all, the decision we have for all of us is, do we choose to take advantage of it or not? Do we choose to learn from it, to grow from it, to continue to put ourselves in a place of dependence? rather than independence, right? Mm -hmm. That in y'all's conversation the entire time, it was this place of, we felt like this was the right thing to do, but I had to depend on the other person. I had to depend on God. I had to wait. I had to be patient. I had to grow. And it sounds like coming out the other side, though, that it was worth it, even if it was a little painful or yeah. stressful. It was. Um, it was definitely worth it. And yeah. I couldn't imagine... You know, couldn't imagine life any different now, yeah. for sure. I would recommend to any newlyweds, if you really want to test out your marriage, <laughs> move to a new place together. Yeah. We don't yeah. know nobody. We don't know anybody. It's great. Yeah. Um, so. Well, speaking of newlyweds or people in, in general, maybe my last uh, question for you all is this. What would you say to folks, whether they are newlyweds or single or perhaps later in life, but for folks that are feeling that tug or that nudge to walk through a season of leaving home, whether it was the home they grew up in or a place that's been home for a long time or just leaving a part of their life behind, right? Whether it's a, a job or a community or neighborhood or whatever it may be, a place that feels home to them in some part of their life. What, what wisdom or what encouragement would you offer to them? Do it. 
Yeah. And I know it sounds and I know it sounds simple, right? But if the spirit or God is putting something on your heart to say, Hey, I think that this would be a good move for you or your family. I think this would be a good change of job. I think this would be, you know, whatever the case may be with that. Mm-hmm. Right? If you feel that tug or you feel that to have the courage, right, to pursue it, right? And if the door shuts and the door shuts, that wasn't meant for that. That doesn't mean he's not gonna open another one for you. Um, and so I would I encourage anybody to do it, right? But I've, you know, that's coming from somebody who's done it most of his adult life. Like, I, I left home at 18 and didn't look back, mm-hmm. right? I've lived in East, uh, Middle, West, now back to Middle in Georgia, and have gone all over the place um, and have done it knowing and trusting in God that he is going to take care of me mm-hmm. in those situations. That's good. Um. Mine's kind of twofold. It's a before and after. Um, I'm thinking the before is creating space to be sad to leave and to kind of create space to realize things are going to change because sometimes it's easier to put on the mask and go and, you know, do all the technical stuff, plan, move, pack, go. and stuff. But I think there can be something that can really help that healing process of the mm-hmm. sadness of going is if you allow the space for it and be like, I am going to be sad that there's no restaurants or I am going to be sad I can't see an ocean sunset. Mm-hmm. You know, which is something that I loved. Um, and then, you know, on the other side of the things, wherever you're going, um, get involved. You know, get become a part of it or find things you look forward to seeing. You know, we moved here and I was excited. I was like, there's still a body of water, you know, mm-hmm. Tim's Ford Lake. And would go out to the lake all the time and found ways to get involved and to make this place feel not necessarily home right off the bat, but to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're leaving a place that's home, you're not immediately going to feel home someplace else. You might, but mm-hmm. chances are it'll still feel a little foreign. So doing things to make it feel more comfortable and doing mm-hmm. things that are actively getting you into that space. Mm-hmm. So. You're so smart. That's a great point. You know, this idea, right, that if God calls us into a new place, we can go confidently expecting that there is goodness on the other side. Yeah. Even if we don't know what it is or what it looks like or where that great meal is going to come from. <laughs> Trust that it's going to be there, right? That there'll be a beautiful sunset, a different sunset, but a beautiful one on the other side. Yeah. That can get mountains and seasons. Yeah, that's and right, really, right. that was part of it. Like, I saw snow here. Mm-hmm. South Georgia girl, that's shocking. Like, yeah. we didn't have school. It blew right. my mind. Right. Um, but yeah, that really is that God was showing so many great, wonderful things here that we got to experience and hear that, that now this is our home. Mm-hmm. You know, and at first it wasn't, but putting yourself into that lens of like, what is here that can I see that can be be beautiful, can be wonderful, that I can see God, I can see comfort in, was a really great way to help starting putting roots in to create this place to be home. That's great. Well, thank you guys for your conversation, for your wisdom, for your honesty, and above all, thanks for saying yes, because it brought you here. We're grateful that you're part of this faith family. Thanks for sharing your story. Glad to be here. Thanks for letting us be. Y'all could have closed the doors. (laughs) 